my dad and mom at dinner when I got home said, my dad said, so what was the best thing? And I said, um, I got saved. And he, got, he said, as serious as he could be, from what? Thanks so much for joining us for another edition of the Bridge Podcast. On this episode, we're actually going to hear from Bill Sammons all about his testimony. Bill Sammons and Denise Harper have been on the radio for over 30 years together. Right now, they're doing the Bridge Morning Show. I am joined here by Mark Dickey from the Afternoon Show. Mark, how are you? I'm doing good, Andrew. How are you doing in quarantine? Still here. Still in quarantine. <laughs> See the beard? It's getting longer and longer. It even be, sounds longer. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to be full Gandalf by the time we get done with this thing. <laughs> no, I am thankful, though, that we've got the technology to uh, still be able to record and deliver the Bridge Podcast. Um, I'm certain that our subscribers and listeners appreciate it as well. And, um, you know, to that point, I wanted to remind everybody about the Boardwalk Plaza Hotel and Victoria's Restaurant. They are happy to call the Ocean's Edge their home. And happy to offer you a unique, comfortable respite from the world, or come to that from quarantine. When we all get out of here, you can truly get away from it all. Learn more about what they offer at BoardWalkPlaza.com. So, Martin, Bill and Denise had a chance to sit down and learn a little more about each other. And um, in this episode, we're going to hear all about Bill Salmon's testimony. I'm excited about that. Yeah, it's pretty good. So, sit back and relax, and... Uh, Let's hear from Bill and Denise. So, Bill, I was thinking that we talk for very short periods of time on the morning show. We talk about a lot of different things, but um, we haven't talked really about our our testimony, how we came to know Jesus at, uh, at length, because we're just kind of, you know, taking those short periods of time. And it's really not about us on the morning show anyway. But I thought we'd take a little bit of time. And just share your story, how you came to know the Lord. Yeah, it's, it's kind of interesting, too, because we always, when we have a guest in the studio, we almost always ask that question of them. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the reason we do that is because it's, uh, I think it's a good opportunity on the radio for the gospel to be shared. And Absolutely. one thing um, I heard a long time ago, they said, somebody said, you can argue with me about theology, but you can't argue with me about my story mm-hmm. because it's personal and it's truth and it and it happened and you're not going to change my mind on that right so um i think sharing our testimonies um is just a is a good thing to do so i'm I'm, yeah i'm really happy to do that and and not just because hopefully somebody will hear something that might help them but also i think it's good for us to remember our you know our story ourselves absolutely you know and if i could interject like you know i always do (laughs) um in revelation it tells us that we overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony and so our testimony is a powerful thing it's a powerful tool yeah so mine um is is uh uh, I don't want to say it's boring because nobody's testimony is really boring um, because it's a pretty <laughs> it's a momentous <laughs> event. Um, but uh, mine happened when my salvation, uh, when I met Jesus, happened when I was uh, 15, almost 16 years old, just a month or so short of my 16th birthday. And um, I, I attended Milford High School, and I was uh, very active in a Methodist church since I was a baby, I think I was two weeks old uh, when my mom and dad took mm. me for the first time. Sometimes my mom would stay 
rarely, if ever, did my dad stay. They would just drop me off or mom would stay. And, um, I do remember my mom singing in the choir. So she, uh, I know she stayed sometimes. And, um, but I, I, I was there every, every week and I got the pins to prove it. I mean, I had the, <laughs> uh, do you remember that when they used to give yes, you the attendance? attendance. Yeah. Yes. And I had a big old string. They would add a bar every year. And I would, yes. man, I had them for every year. <laughs> And uh, I've got pictures of that. It's just hilarious. But you know what? I never knew Jesus. I, did, I never, as far as I knew, I never heard the gospel, uh, which wow. that Jesus died for my sins and that um, I could uh, receive him into my heart, ask him to forgive my sins, ask him to be my, my Lord and my Savior. I never heard that uh, the entire time that in this church. Now, whether it was preached or taught there and I just didn't hear it that's possible I don't know but when I was uh when I was 15 I was riding a school bus every day for about uh gosh it seemed like two hours I don't know how long the ride was but it was a long <laughs> ride to school but uh for a period of time I sat next to a girl named Irene Irene West mm-hmm. uh, now Irene Calhoun you know her yeah and uh one day she said, hey, our youth group, she went to a different church. She said, our youth group is going to be going to Dallas, Texas to attend a big um, Christian music event, Christian festival. And uh, would, do you want to go? And I had hardly ever been out of Delaware, let alone traveled to Dallas, Texas, where this event was being held. And um, I said, well, let me, let me see if, I can, if my parents will let me. So I talked to my mom and dad. And I said, I really want to go. What do you think? And, and we had this, uh, my dad had been given, my dad was a farmer and, and sold Purina uh, chow and stuff like that. And mm. somebody on one of the farms he was visiting had given him a, a calf that I guess, it, I don't know why. I don't know why we had it. He, in fact, he may have paid a few bucks for it or something. I don't know. We had brought it home and it was kind of my job to feed the thing. And so he said, I'll tell you what, if you, you know, if you can get that calf, uh, Fattened up, we'll sell it. You can take the money and use that, and you can go to Texas. Wow. So that's what we did. We sold the cow. <laughs> I paid the money, paid my fee, and uh, I hopped on a bus with, uh, I don't know, 30 or 40 other teenagers and a oh few adults. Goodness. Yeah, and uh, we just started driving to Dallas. Honestly, I had no idea what I was getting into. It just sounded like fun <laughs> to me. And um, so we're, we're riding to D- Dallas, Texas, and, boy, that's a long ride uh-huh. on a bus. <laughs> I remember just a couple hours into the trip, um, we and I think we le- must have left like at dinner time or something because it was dark and it was kind of late at night. And I remember most of us were asleep and all of a sudden the bus stopped and there was an accident up ahead on the highway, I think on an interstate. I'm guessing we were on I-95. And uh, I remember Bill Davis, uh, Bill and Betty Davis were the kind of the coordinators of the trip. And God bless them. I can't AKA- imagine. AKA... Brave souls. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So they, uh, I remember Bill went up and grabbed the microphone, you know, on the bus, they had that PA system. Mm-hmm. And he said, hey, there's an accident up ahead. We're going to be here for a little while. Um, but let's pray for the people in the accident. And I was like, what? That's kind of weird. We're going to pray for the people in the accident? And wow. everybody prayed for the folks that were in the accident. And it the first time I'd ever seen anybody stop and pray for anybody like that. Really, it really made an impact on me. Wow. So we got to Texas and, uh, there was uh, a lot of Christian, um, artists there. I'd never heard of Larry Norman and Randy Matthews, Andre Crouch. 
uh, second chapter of Acts. You know, you, you remember some of these, right? right? Yeah. And uh, <laughs> uh, a guy named um, Billy Graham got up one night. Oh my! I was we were I remember, never forget we were in the Cotton Bowl in Dallas, Texas. Mm. It was so full that um, every seat was taken, and every inch of the football field itself was covered with a person. Most high school and college age kids. This is uh, July night or June or July of 1972, in June I think. And Billy Graham spoke, and I, I heard every word he said as though it were the first time, and, and I think it was. And he laid out the gospel as only Billy Graham can do it. Mm. And uh, when he got done explaining that why Jesus came to earth, that he died for my sins because I could not be perfect enough no matter how hard I tried. And I felt like I was a, and I was a good kid, and, um, but it wasn't enough that I, I needed the blood of Jesus that had been shed for me to, uh, to perfect me enough that, uh, that I, that I could get into heaven and then I could live, uh, a life as a Christian. And he said, normally I ask uh, people that want to respond and, and receive Christ to, uh, to come forward. He said, but you can't move in here. It's too crowded. So just stand up. If you want to receive Jesus as your savior tonight, just stand up. And I remember I didn't even have to think about it. I just stood up and I, uh, I remember a lot of the youth that were sitting around me, some of, some of them I kind of knew, some I really didn't know so well. All of a sudden, they, they put their hands on my shoulders and my head, and, uh, and as I prayed, they prayed. Mm-hmm. And I, I just felt this overwhelming sense of peace come over me as I prayed in that stadium. And when we were done praying... We did a, a, a candle lighting thing, and Billy Graham had one. They shut out the lights in the uh, in the stadium, and uh, Billy Graham had a candle, and he lit his candle, and then he turned to the person next to him, and he lit their candle, and then they turned to the person, and the candles started, the flames started lighting candles, you know, both sides of the stage, yeah. and we all had been given candles when we got in, and he said, I want everybody that, you know, just to pass the flame, and he said, that's the way that the gospel is spread. One person sharing with another person, sharing with another person. And, wow. and in just a matter of five minutes or so, the entire stadium was lit up. In fact, I heard later that it was so bright that somebody called the, that was driving by the Cotton Bowl called the fire department. They thought the Cotton Bowl was on fire. <laughs> That's crazy. Which it kind of was. Yeah. <laughs> because Different there kind was, of fire. Yeah. There was a lot of people my age and college age that stood up that night. And uh, mm. that was a life-changing moment for me. I came home and uh, I, I came honestly came back a different person. I can't explain that. I didn't I didn't know what I was supposed to do or not do, but I was different. And my dad and mom at dinner when I got home said, my dad said, so what was the best thing that happened to me? Uh, and I said, um, I got saved. And he got, he said, as serious as he could be, from what? Mm-hmm. And that was my first chance to share my testimony. Wow. was with my dad and my mom. Did and, you lead your Did you lead your parents to the Lord? Well, a year later, we had an event at our church called a lay witness mission, and uh, my mom and my dad both went to the altar on Sunday morning at that event. About well, less than a year later, about eight eight months later. Mm. So, um, and I'm an only child, so all three of us at that point were Christians. And talk about a different family, mm. different atmosphere in our home. And as you know, my my dad went on, and uh, he just he became a different person, and and. Uh, this is just amazingly devoured the Bible, became uh, 
a Sunday school teacher and uh, started doing Bible study. Ended up going to Bible uh, college in Tulsa and became a pastor much later. Who knew? How, how old was he when he went to Rama Bible uh, College? I think he was 40. I think he was in his wow. around 41, 42 or something <laughs> like that. So. Yeah, and he started Eagles Nest Church and Eagles Nest uh, Christian School, which is now Delmarva Christian School. All that from a uh, from a girl on a bus saying, "Hey, you want to come to Texas to a youth event?" Yeah, and uh, you just <laughs> you just never know. Yeah. So that was a life changer for me, and ended up being a life changer for a lot of people. And I I think about those candles being lit and spread around that mm-hmm. cotton bowl, and what a what a beautiful picture of what sharing the faith, sharing the gospel, is really like. Well, be sure to download the Bridge mobile app to get the latest podcast episodes. And if you enjoyed this episode of the podcast, be sure to share it with a friend. Provide feedback and suggest show topics when you email podcast at 887thebridge.com. You can get complete show notes on our website at 887thebridge.com. 